What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone, and welcome to a brand new season of Ray Talks Live. This is season two, and we're getting ready to kick it off big time. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that way you know when a new episode drops every time. As well as make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ray Talks Live, as well as you follow me on Instagram at Ray Talks underscore live. As well as you can always hit me up with an email at raytalkslive at gmail.com. All right, so let's get into this new season. And I want to dig deep into the historical events of American history, given that I was a history major in college. I teach social studies to high school seniors and juniors. And I want to dig into something that I think is still part of the American history culture in a sense, where there's still questions of something happening. Now, I remember in college, I had a professor, he simply said, you know, history is nothing but a big what if. And that's sort of like how I teach history today. I always teach it with a, well, what if something happened? What if this didn't happen? What if that didn't happen? You know, and really when you think about it, all it takes is a split second or someone making a decision to do something different, the whole course of history would have changed. So today I'm going to talk about what is going to be part of a three-part series, American Conspiracies. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the first part, which is the moon landing. Now, it's no secret that many people don't believe America landed on the moon, and a lot of people do believe we landed on the moon. So what I'm going to do is present with, present to you facts from both sides of the story, all right? And then at the end, you make the decision whether you believe America did land in, on the moon or this was perhaps a stage Hollywood production. And so we're going to go into many of those things and we're going to talk about it. So let's go ahead and jump into this. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. That is the famous phrase by Neil Armstrong, who said on July 20th, 1969, when Apollo 11 landed on the moon to an audience of 650 million people worldwide that watched this. All right. The Apollo program was part of the race to superiority between the United States and the Soviet Union during the Cold War. All right. Basically, that Cold War was... A result of World War II, the United States and the Soviet Union coming out as the two superpowers. And basically, they clashed head-to-head on government philosophies, government principles, democracy versus communism. So there was always this race to be superior than the other. All right, And one of those was the space race. Who could get into space first? And in sense... The Soviets were the first ones to beat America, you know, especially with Sputnik 1, the first artificial satellite that launched in October of 1957. And then the Soviets also had some other little success as well that beat America to the punch, beat America to space, all right? One being Luna 2, which was the first human-made object to actually reach the moon on September 13, 1959. But then you also have another thing just about a year later, on August 19, 1960, where 
the Soviets launched two dogs into outer space and successfully returned back to the Earth. That was Belka and Strelka, the first animals to go into outer space, all right, to actually survive. All right, the Soviets did try with a monkey earlier on, but unfortunately, that was a failed success. All right, so getting back into this race for space, the Soviets did something that definitely probably riled up the Americans. Two months after John F. Kennedy's inauguration as president, the Soviets were the first to send a man into space. All right, and that spacecraft was called Vostok, which was April 12, 1961, with cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin. Now, you got to think, that's a big thing. You know, the fact that you already got something out into outer space, a satellite. You were able to send the first live animals to actually go into outer space and return. And you also got someone to go out there into outer space. You know, so the Soviets definitely had America's number. And America, you know, not trying to do hear too much about it. And then to even make matters worse, the Soviets were the first to do these first spacewalks. That was on March 18, 1965, on the Vosha-2 by cosmonaut Alexei Linovo. So the Soviet Union got a huge jump up on America in this whole idea of the race space. So if you were to have a tally about who was winning the space race, hands down, you had to say the Soviet Union, you know. So the question then is, why wasn't America that big into it? Well, there is thought that John F. Kennedy was more concerned with winning the Cold War than actually getting into outer space. He was more concerned with trying to stop the spread of communism in the world. So he was not really all that focused on space. However, when he asked his vice president, Lyndon Baines Johnson, on how the U.S. could score a big win against the Soviets, Johnson simply replied by saying, hey, sending a manned mission to the moon was, will be one of the best ways to show U.S. dominance. All right? And mainly because LBJ was a huge space advocate. He had this belief that if you control of space is control of the world. All right. So with that, Kennedy then said, let's go for it. Let's start doing it. And America all of a sudden started putting resources and spending the money to try to be the Soviets to the moon. All right. And then hence that begins the Apollo project. All right. Now, there were a lot of failed projects with the Apollo program. There's no secret about that. But. There was some success, and mainly that success was Apollo 11, 12, 14, 15, 16, and 17, which all landed on the moon between 1969 and 1972. All right, Apollo 13 was the one exception, mainly because it had it malfunctioned with its oxygen tank, and so it, it then wasn't able to complete the mission. But the big question, and this is where you'll be able to answer at the end, it's been 49 years since the last manned mission to the moon. You know, and hence, this is 2021, 49 years. We all know that the science and technology 
is vastly improved and 20,000 times better than what they had available in 1960s, especially 1972 compared to 2021. Why have we not returned? And we're going to, I'm going to address that towards the end as well. But let's get into some of these conspiracy theories. And like I said, I'm not saying that they're true and I'm not saying that they're false. I'm just merely going to present both sides of the argument for you. All right. The thought of where these conspiracies began is with a gentleman by the name of Bill Casey. All right. Who basically is the founder of the moon landing hoax, in a sense, if you want to go with that. Basically, he, was a, he did a self published book. That was titled, We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 billion Swindle. Right? Now, Casey has some background knowledge. He was a U.S. Navy officer as well as a former engineer. And he, in his book, makes this suggestion that the lunar landings were all filmed in the studio. And that's what a lot of conspiracy theorists believe as well, that we never, America never made it to the moon. Everything was filmed in a studio. Now, one of the big reasons why a lot of people think that is because of Stanley Kubrick's movie. He was a movie producer who directed the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey, that was released in 1968. And it had all this visualness, all the Hollywood props, and mainly because he had engineers and scientists help him work on trying to create a set as close to what perhaps maybe outer space, landing on the moon, landing on Mars would look like. So there's this thought that perhaps this is why the moon landing is a fake. All right. And then also just for fun and even with help sort of strokes the idea that it was a fake was the James Bond movie in 1971, Diamonds Are Forever. If you watch the movie as James Bond is running through the desert in Nevada, he breaks into this studio and he actually runs across a scene where they are filming something on the moon. And yes, it catches a huge bunch of big laughs, but it sort of makes you think, wow. If this movie is being filmed maybe a year or two after the moon landing, perhaps maybe the actual moon landing that was shown to the world actually was filmed in the studio. Right? So going into that, the whole idea that it was filmed in the studio in Area 51 in Nevada, he believes, casing, I'm speaking up, believes that America did not have the technology, number one, to pass through the Van Allen radiation belts that allows you to be able to get to the moon. Basically, he says that because of the radiation, you needed at least six feet thick protection of lead covering to protect both the ship and the spacesuits that the astronauts rode. Now, America didn't have this technology, and no other country had this technology. And he also goes off with the belief simply that the reason why this was all staged was to just simply stick it to the Soviets. All right, to stick it to them. Because as I said at the beginning, the Soviets had sort of got all the headlines for 
winning the space race so far. All right. So that's his main idea that this was just staged. And just the fact that because of radiation in the Van Allen radiation belts, America didn't have the technology to protect their ships as well as the, the astronauts in their spacesuits from this radiation. All right. Now, another big conspiracy theory about the moon landing deals with the American flag. All right. We've, if you've seen any pictures from the Apollo 11, there's just pictures of the flag on the moon. And many people say, well, why is the American flag flapping in the wind when there's no wind on the moon? All right. Well, one way that the answer is somewhat to debunk that is that NASA made specially designed flags for the moon. And mainly if you look at the pictures, the idea is that there was a horizontal rod running on the top of the flag. So in a way, you could think of it as like a, a big right angle, in a sense, but at the top of the flag. So the flag only appears to be moving only when the astronauts are trying to put the flag into the ground or the moon's surface. All right, And then it gives the illusion that the flag is moving, but it actually is the rod and in that spot holding the flag a certain way. All right. So that's that's one idea, one thought of a conspiracy theories. Now another thought is that in these pictures, how comes there are no stars in the background? You would think if you're in outer space, you would have stars in the background, you know. But people who debunk this idea, they give the simple answer that hey, the pictures that the astronauts are taking on the moon. They're taking pictures with daylight exposure and also that the surface of the moon is brightly illuminated from the sun and astronauts are wearing bright white spacesuits, which all makes everything highly reflective. All right. Now, I sort of think about it a little bit, you know, if you stand out, you try to take a picture at night and although you may see a whole lot of stars, when we take pictures, Generally, our cameras are still somewhat to a degree set up for daylight exposure, and we don't see any stars in the background, unless in the sense maybe you go to a night mode, and you might be able to catch some of the stars. But, you know, that's another, that's another thought to it, all right? And then lastly, another idea is that the shadows that you see from these pictures don't simply line up or they just aren't right, all right? And some people look at the idea of saying, well, the sun is not the only source of illumination on the moon. You got to think that the other source would be the lunar ground itself, which is reflecting the sunlight. You know, so those are some theories that people believe as to why the landing on the moon didn't happen. It was filmed in a studio. That's, that's some ideas, some beliefs. But let's go into some of the proofs in a sense that may say the moon landings actually did occur. One is the moon rocks that were brought back from the Apollo mission. Particularly more than 842 pounds of these moon rocks have been shared among scientists in many countries for many decades. All right? So the fact that people, scientists from other countries are getting samples of these moon rocks and can say, yes, these are actual rocks 
from the moon because of how they're made, which the substance that they're made of, you know? And another reason why there is proof that the moon landings did occur is that NASA's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter that has been orbiting the moon since 2009 has captured photographs of all Apollo landing sites and has taken pictures of the equipment left behind as well as the footprints made by the astronauts themselves. And in addition to just NASA's uh, photos, other spacecrafts from China, India, and Japan have also independently spotted those same things. So it sort of lends to the credence that the moon landings did actually really occur. All right. But then once again, I go back to the question that I had for you a couple of minutes ago. If these landings did occur between 1969 and 1972, how come 49 years later we haven't gone back to the moon? Or better yet, why has no other country, for that matter, been able to reach the moon? I mean, we have a, the space station, you know, the International Space Station out in space, but how come we haven't been able to get to the moon? So, let's talk about it. One of the big things from the research that I have done and from what I've read is basically that it's more of a budgetary and political hurdles that are in the way. There's so much red tape and political stickiness in Washington, D.C. that no one wants to deal with it. And then also when you talk about money, budgeting seems to be the huge factor because it takes a lot of money. We all know that, especially when you look at the SpaceX program. We know it takes a lot of money. So it's not so much a scientific or technical challenges that is hindering NASA from getting back to the moon. It's more so a budgetary and political hurdles that seems to be the biggest problem, especially when you consider, especially when we talk about money. When you think about the Apollo program, while it was up and running, included 400,000 engineers, technicians, and scientists on a budget that totaled $24 billion. Now, in today's money, that would be pretty much over $100 billion. That's a lot of money, folks. That's a lot of money. You know, so is it because we just don't have the budget to send people to the moon again who knows so for example the ins an insider poll was done in december 2018 where it stated 57 percent of their correspondents said that returning to the moon should be an important goal for nasa but out of that 57 percent 38 percent said it should be with humans whereas 19 percent said don't send humans you know, send robots. But ironically enough, 43% of those surveyed said it shouldn't be a priority at all. So it's almost a 50-50 sense of the importance of actually going back to the moon according to Americans today. All right. Now, lastly, with the space program, you got to think, in that 1960s, there were three U.S. presidents who were all a part of that Apollo program in a sense. Of course, you had John F. Kennedy who rallied and challenged the U.S. to think beyond. 
You had Lyndon Baines Johnson, who was a huge space advocate. And you can almost say he was the one who changed Kennedy's mind to focus not so much on winning the Cold War, but to put a true sticking point to the Soviets. We got to get to the moon. And then you got to think of the president who oversaw the Apollo 11 landing, and that was Richard Nixon. You got to wonder how nerve-wracking it had to be for him to know that if Apollo 11 mission had failed, do you realize how much work he would have had to have done? I mean, he would have to sit there and explain to the American people about the misuse of billions of tax dollars, as well as the death of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. And just so you know how worried and nerve-wracking he was, he actually had a prepared statement to speak to America just in case this was a failed mission, as well as had a priest on standby to perform rites, last rites, and to commit the souls of those astronauts. So you think about those three presidents. It begins with Kennedy. Lyndon Baines Johnson pushes it through, and Richard Nixon sees the outcome of that. And when you think lastly about the success of the Apollo program, you got to think about it. Two space centers here in America, the Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral in Florida, and then the Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas. And then, of course, the success of the Apollo program, of course, leads to the space shuttle program that America has had for a couple of years until they finally retired it a few years back. So with that, I'm going to end it with you and leave you with that final question. Did we land on the moon? What are your thoughts? You know, do you believe it? Or do you still have some thoughts or maybe concerns? Because mainly I just want to leave you know, the main reason why a lot of Americans dispute the idea that we landed on the moon is because of a lot of speculation and mistrust. Not a lot of people want to believe what the United States government tells them because there have been lies throughout the course of its history. And that opens up the door for people to question whether something is happening or not. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I say, this is only part one of a three-part series on American conspiracies. So definitely be on the lookout for the next two as they will be coming soon. And with that, I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a comment. You know, like I say, hit me up on Twitter at RayTalksLive. Or you can also send me an email at RayTalksLive at gmail.com. So with that, I hope you enjoyed it. And see you on the next one.